0: Welcome to episode 38 Nice. of the Fight for Together show. I am your host, Ben.
1: And I'm co-host, Cammie.
0: And we are here to talk to you guys about the world as we see it. And hopefully give you a slightly different angle on some things that might st- start some conversations.
1: Yeah, let's get into it.
0: You're listening to the Fight for Together Podcast. okay first off a, a little bit of um i don't know what to call it intro uh we had a snafu last week where only like half the episode was uploaded onto youtube for a while sorry about that don't worry uh everyone's been fired <laughs> and uh, rehired <laughs> <laughs> That is responsible for that. It will not happen again, ever. For the amount you guys are paying for this product, I expect you to get the highest quality product. Um, so I just wanted to address that. So, if you watch the YouTube video and you only it was like a forty-five minute episode, you might want to go back and watch or listen to the second half because you only got half of it. Today is also uh, we're recording daylight. It's only eight o'clock p.m., which means there's going to be higher. Uh, levels of noise upstairs nothing we can do about it um we have all sorts of feedback to go over from last week first of all we got this uh card from what does that name say i tore it but i think it was only <laughs> a last name anyways sten Ken? Maybe maybe and it's richland washington
1: regards sue to- Yeah.
0: Who sends us $20 for the chair fund. Nice. Care to read that?
1: She says, for your new comfy chairs, I'm sorry it's not more, but energy, but every dollar. Sorry. I'm sorry it's not more, but every dollar, right? Love you guys. Regards, Sue. I don't know. (laughs) That's cool.
0: It doesn't need any more. This is the sound of the money going in the jar.
1: Yeah, she might have been trying to say every dollar counts.
0: Every so dollar does count. Thank you, it, Sue.
1: Yeah, thank you.
0: No need to apologize. There's no there no amount too small for yeah. our asses. Um, and then we got some, yeah, some, some comments from last. One is a comment that got deleted because it was on the previous version of the YouTube video that I had to delete because it was just incomplete. Mm-hmm. And it was Amy. She said that it was like, I think she said it was like... Her, one of her favorite episodes or something which i found shocking and i always do um, i'm
1: not shocked by it but it was i felt like it what we talked about was really interesting
0: really deep and we're really interesting people so <laughs> okay definitely. you want to read this comment
1: this is from pip you guys are genuinely changing my life for the better making podcasts like this and through fft you are validating points of views and opinions which a lot of people I know can't be bothered or are too scared to speak up against or, or for. Everyone I see discussing cancel culture online, at least in my online communities, fully endorse it. But in those same circles, there's no genuine space to say, hey, actually, I don't think cancel culture is so black and white. I think it's why anxiety and depression is spiking because people are so scared of being separate from what can appear as a universal way of being online. Other opinions. I'm really grateful you guys are playing a part in sharing a more honest way of thinking about your values. Wow, thank you. That's encouraging. I'm I'm glad I'm glad when people feel less alone when they hear us talking about things. I think that's really valuable.
0: Yeah. Tina says, I'm having a one-sided conversation with you as I listen and eat my lunch about the scenario involving the comedian. Uh, What's the alternative to cancel culture? I don't know. Should we continue to give money to and support people who are doing some very serious, awful behavior? If a preacher in a fundamental Christian church is sexually abusing women, should we not cancel their sermons? Should we continue to pay him? Should people still promote Jack Hybel's books? Should people still buy Jack Shapp sermons? I don't know who all these people are. Why do we have to buy into someone whom we don't view as worthy? Enough to be a societal influencer. These people who are public and getting caught doing bad things, it's not like they are facing the death penalty. They are just being taken off their pedestal and probably just uh, temporarily one could argue there is an evolutionary biological reason we cancel celebrities. Huh.
1: That's yeah. I mean, she makes a really good point. Um, Especially when you put it, especially when it's that blatant, maybe of the problem is some of these things are not that cut and dry, like sexual abuse or it's like sexual abuse in way in this person's past. And so it's just those things to me just aren't very cut and dry. Like to me, if someone is like yesterday, they sexually abuse someone and then the next day they're having a sermon. Yeah, it totally makes sense for me to be like, yeah, I don't think you should be preaching.
0: <laughs> but, But in a way... <clears throat> One of the things that I find fascinating about cancel culture that we addressed last week, I think, is the shock factor that comes when you feel like someone was a hero, and then they don't just go to being a normal person, which is what every person is on this planet. They actually go to be a villain. So I'm fine with boycotts.
1: Yeah. And then, and then, what usually happens is they just people find the next hero until they become a villain, and then the next hero until they become, and then it's just the cycle just perpetuates itself, but. I don't know.
0: And I don't think any person deserves an extraordinary spot on that pedestal. So if we have them there, to me it's only a matter of time before the information does come out. So I'm all for, like, you know, putting your money where you want your votes to go and influencing the world. But the way I would see it is if I'm supporting a pastor and then it comes out that he's been molesting children for the last 20 years, not only would I stop supporting the pastor— but I should actually look at why I was supporting them for the last twenty to years.
1: Begin
0: with, yeah, yeah, and what what about me was oblivious to the fact? What was also tarnished about his messaging for the last twenty years, and why was I drawn to it? So it's just a, um, it's a little bit more complex of like looking at why we support people to begin with, not just whether or not, and how to stop supporting them.
1: Yeah, I think about. Those people, like there was, I don't remember this person's name. I think it was a woman, but she was a or is a celebrity, and she said something like Janet Jackson. No, but she she tweeted something that was like could be misconstrued as racist. Maybe it was Roseanne. I don't know who it was, but the point I'm making is that just like all of a sudden people just start hating on her like crazy, and you're just like, wait a second. And that's why I feel like, I don't know if that's considered cancel culture, but yes. I just think people, it's, it, yeah, I just think it's just crazy. I'll bet you like, anything
0: it's Roseanne Barr. Maybe,
1: maybe, maybe it was, um, or maybe it was I'm uh, several different people I'm thinking of, actually, because I think this happens all the time. Someone just tries to speak their mind in a way that's not super PC, and then all of a sudden, boom, like they're getting raked over the coals the next comments from foodies for life you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain yep that's a good quote yep definitely
0: oh so this is um okay we'll deal with this one
1: this is from laura in the 42 minute Ben blows Cammie off regarding the rape culture. He moves on to his own agenda. No wonder Cammie doesn't participate that much. I've seen Ben blow Cammie off before on other topics. I realize Cammie is not that much of an extrovert and projecting is not as easy for her as Ben. But if she gets blown off, then she's less likely to participate. But this podcast is about Ben's agenda and would be hard for anyone to get very involved in it.
0: See, that's what I'm talking about. She's talking about the 42-minute version. There was actually an hour and 20 minute version.
1: <laughs> that only I talked. Where basically
0: Cami blew me off the entire rest of it. Yeah, so it until like, you listen to the full thing. I was like, thing, take a
1: back seat, Ben. You can't even
0: talk. Um, yeah, what do you think about this?
1: I mean, I definitely think that there are times that Ben doesn't let me finish or kind of takes over the conversation and to me, I just, I really just see it as a personality difference. I don't, I don't really know if this person is saying you shouldn't do that. I guess they're
0: saying I feel like that. there's some kind of judgmental statements in here like that. or sh- Or yeah. she's saying I blow you off because there's a, my personality is stronger and the voice in my head is stronger than hearing other people's. Um, so by that definition, it's harder for me to listen to other people's voices, especially people that are quiet. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean I don't think that your voice is important or valuable, but it is more challenging for me. But that's also the strength of why we do a podcast.
1: Well, and I, and I think this podcast is more Ben's agenda because he has the drive to, if it was just me, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you guys.
0: We'd be smoking cigars upstairs.
1: Yeah. Ben has the drive and the, I don't know what you call it, but just the desire to, to actually make this happen. And I feel like I'm more of a supportive role in it. And I'm totally fine with that.
0: So when she says, but this podcast is about Ben's agenda, it'd be hard for anyone to get very involved. I completely agree with that.
1: Yeah, but I feel I do feel like if I have an opinion, I don't feel like I can't say it.
0: So this is where I feel like her comment is actually demeaning to you, because it's almost saying that you need to. Not only do I need to step down with my personality, but you need to step up because you're almost being used as a doormat or a like or a just, victim.
1: Just because I have my personality is more passive or introverted or, w- or more reserved it it looks like I'm not involved very much in it but I am actually to the level that I want to be
0: so I guess that would be my question for Laura or someone like that who's listening: is what would you say if we're both okay with these roles right now and yeah
1: the other thing I'd like to say is what if I was the one with Ben's personality as a woman and you are the one with the more passive personality as a man i maybe this isn't her coming off this way at all but i i do feel like there's a lot of times a double standard where especially coming from other women if the woman or if the man's the stronger personality he automatically kind of put in a box
0: deep thoughts okay finally robin says you can go shorter
1: This is about something else, right?
0: Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So we asked the question last week, if you wanted shorter episodes. And here's the problem. Robin's the only person that said shorter. But we actually know her
1: in real life, so should that have more clout?
0: (laughs) Well, you know what should have most clout is what we want to do. And you know how you ask someone a question, but really you already know the answer. answer. And you're just trying to get them to buy into your answer by phrasing it as a question. You're like, hey, do we want to go to McDonald's right now, right? Mm -hmm. Huh? Don't we? Or Wendy's. Uh, It was kind of like that, where I was like, I want to make it shorter, don't you guys? And then everyone was like, no, we like it long. And I was like, dang it, I actually wanted it shorter. (laughs) Anyways, we're going to take a stab at Still making it shorter? I don't know how it's going to go.
1: Yeah, we'll see.
0: Thanks for your comments. Now it is time to get into the news. Okay, laser gun. (laughs) First news article, Silicon Valley, YouTube is deleting videos on Nazi history as part of its hate speech crackdown. Sorry, yeah, hate speech crackdown. Okay, so YouTube announced new rules around hate speech on Wednesday that prohibit videos promoting Nazi ideology or denying the existence of the Holocaust or other well-documented violence events. Like the shooting at sandy hook elementary school thousands of channels are to be expected to be shut down but now multiple teachers are complaining that videos uploaded to educate people about nazi history have also been deleted so this is nothing new um but it's interesting i think or confusing one, because YouTube's algorithms, I don't want to say they suck, because I can't imagine how hard it is to create an algorithm that is 100% accurate. So basically, if you are a website that's saying, hey, the Holocaust didn't happen, or you know some of these other what seem to be well-documented events as part of, I guess, that's motivated by hate speech, I don't know, I've never spent time on these sites, then they're just going to delete it. But, of course, what's happening is, you they're know...
1: deleting less...
0: Other sites.
1: That aren't trying to, like, push that type of a message. They're just trying to be more neutral. Or if they're a history channel, they're getting deleted. Is that what's happening? Like, if they're just, like, yeah, trying they're, to they're share just ta- they're just talking history. about
0: the Holocaust or whatever. Well, but the funny thing is, I don't even know what I think about this type of censorship anyways. Of, like, so what if some guy he is you know um hate speech dude he like doesn't like jews or black people or whatever it would be and he wants to create a website about it and he does and maybe it helps these types of people to connect or to find others so i suppose in a way it makes these beliefs grow but i feel like in another way like pushing them underground makes them grow just as much. It's just kind of now being... It has this other energy to it that's more hidden and more rebellious Hmm. versus just keeping it on a public platform. Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't know if this is actually better for society. I feel like this might be better for YouTube covering its ass so it can say, hey, look guys, we don't promote hate speech. Mm -hmm. Um, But this is just... I mean, this sounds really nice and simple and easy and cut and dry. When you're like, oh, less Nazis, great, let's vote for it. Perfect, why not? But when you look at the big picture sustainability of something like this, this is what makes America actually a pretty unique experiment, I think, is you know the freedom of speech, where they could have said freedom of good speech or freedom of loving speech, but they didn't say that. What makes freedom of speech so powerful is that it's freedom of any speech. And the most important speech is the speech that you don't agree with. That probably is not true or hateful or you know hmm. whatever
1: yeah i think any type of censorship has definite pitfalls because it's always a biased censorship how do you like who's to say what's hate speech and what's not i mean we can yeah. all sit here and say oh i know what hate speech is but at the same time, I guarantee there's some gray lines there.
0: It's trendy. It's really Yeah, I trendy. mean,
1: there's so much hate speech against anti-vaxxers. And I'm like, you could just transfer that tor- to Hitler's mouth and it would say a very similar message.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the, the types of words they're saying. <laughs> yeah. And where is it going to go next? I mean, people that aren't willing to genetically modify their child. But it, it's a slippery slope, I think.
1: I think so, too
0: and yeah i i do think it is a it whatever it is it's going to be trendy so if you're if you're voting for it if you're going to get behind it just don't be surprised when that you're getting censored i guess
1: or what i think more happens is people just go after the trendy things so they're not censored there, there'll be this smaller category that gets censored, and then usually what happens is the majority of people then just fall in line and do what's expected of See, them. See, this
0: reminds me, a number of episodes back, we did this episode on the black sheep syndrome, and what we kind of talked about is how within the church that we were raised in, I was really fascinated by how people got labeled as outsiders, And at the time, it made a lot of sense. It was like, oh, you smoke pot. That's obviously bad. But now 30 or 40 years later, with how many states legalizing it, it's not seen the same way. And we can look back at the kids that were cast off as dangerous, rebellious outsiders, and we see that maybe we're a little too quick to label them and pull the trigger on that. And what I feel like is happening is when we censor this people are like oh you're hateful it kind of sends two messages one is you're hateful one is i'm not yeah and it it puts this huge emphasis on the external issue or the labels when really you know there's so much we have in common as humans that if we really want to let's say like rehabilitate someone's negative view they have of jews or black people or whatever race then censoring them excluding them In a way, you're committing the same crime potentially that you're accusing them of. Now, maybe it protects the marketplace as a whole from like a governmental perspective. And I think people have the right to do that. I just think we need to be careful about saying we're better than those people.
1: Yeah, because going back to the pot thing, if you if you smoked pot in the church, you probably wouldn't have been like, oh, yeah, those people are bad granted you were probably only like 10 or whatever but that my point is if you can't relate yourself to the person then you much easier will just put them in a category and say you need to go away
0: because then you're just scapegoating you're sending them away you're saying they're the problem mm-hmm. i'm not we shut down the problem and the problem's so much deeper i mean there's so many problems on youtube or any public platform Yep. i mean look at jake paul look at fight for together it's a mess (laughs) out there it really is okay next news article (laughs) this is not i don't know if this is even news it's an article okay title my daughter won't be signing any purity pledge Mm -hmm. so this is a dad that's writing this article coming from some super conservative state i'm not sure if i know where it is so it's, it's kind of like an op-ed piece. At the beginning of this, let me say that I feel pretty bad for my 13-year-old's health teacher. I understand that he doesn't have a whole lot of choice of certain curriculum. In this case, an abstinence-only sex ed program mandated by my backward-ass state. However, when your daughter is given a purity pledge, well, there are going to be some words.
1: What state is this?
0: You know, I do not know. Alabama. <laughs> sure, let's say Alabama. Why not? alabama will be our scapegoat <laughs> the pledge is written like a contract so as not to be f- so as not to further confuse our daughters it requires a signature and a date and then three witnesses so that the person signing can be held accountable this is important for if she should ever break the pledge by hugging or kissing she will immediately be arrested by Wait, the sex hugging police.
1: hugging or
0: kissing she, he's joking
1: oh i mean not that she said
0: she'll be immediately arrested by the sex police apparently my state finds it important to develop a network of informants to hover around my child Um, so finally he ends his little piece by saying there's something wrong in the world where we choose ignorance, shaming and made-up morality that never existed in the first place teens have been having sex for as long as they have been teens as fathers it is our job to confront any and all subjects no matter how uncomfortable The last line is, so my daughter will not be signing any purity pledges or contracts or however the powers that wish to hide shame and stupidity. Please feel free to inform the sex authorities of my failure as a parent. What do you think of that?
1: So I don't fully get it. She's in health class, and the curriculum, part of the curriculum is she has to sign something that says she won't have sex till when?
0: Well, probably... Marriage, or I don't know what the thing is, but it's a purity pledge. Whatever those are. This is oh, yeah. a
1: public school? Everything
0: about sex before marriage. Yeah, probably in a conservative state.
1: Whoa. I didn't know that existed. My bubble's getting...
0: <laughs> oh, it definitely exists. I mean, I, I'm I'm a little surprised that it still exists.
1: That's what I mean. That's what yeah, I mean. Yeah, why not?
0: I mean, the country's a big place. Yeah, I guess so. But, so, the, the I found this article, and, and some of the commentary that I found the most fascinating was this dude. I mean, he has a lot of good points, but his tone from the beginning, and I know titles can be a little clickbaity but he even says it at the end. He declares, my daughter will not be signing any period pledges or contracts. What if she wants to? Would he let her? Or is he so against the thing that he's kind of... Hmm. Um, commandeered her choice to participate in the system even if he doesn't agree with it
1: well yeah a 13 year old i think for a lot of people that are parenting a 13 year old they feel like it's their responsibility to especially with school to decide these things for their child
0: I Yeah.
1: If he's looking at it like a curriculum and not, I don't know. I can I can see.
0: I how mean, even I would. We've had to deal with this in a weird way, actually, coming from the same perspective with sending our kids to Sunday school with like grandparents. And I remember oh. this is before we had fully made our transition transition out of evangelicalism. But you made this statement, or I think it was you. You said. Yeah, it's good to expose our kids to other religions. So we sent them off to Sunday school. But kind of our worst fear is that, like they would go off and accept Jesus into their heart like someday based on some manipulative tactic. But I don't think I would stop it. I think I would just try and educate my kid and say, Hey, this is what you're going to hear. They're going to give you certain facts. They're going to be very one-sided and represent their opinions. And how you know something is manipulative Is it's going to steer you To try and make a certain action And you have the choice to make that action Or not Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And then you let the kid decide Yeah I mean
1: (laughs) Yeah I mean I I think I would let my kid decide But I can see where he's coming from That would be Especially if he was caught off guard And didn't know that this was part of the curriculum
0: Okay Um oh this is this is up your alley
1: i know i was reading it i'll bet you wow. were you're probably looking at the pictures you were talking
0: <laughs> all right enough with donuts with dads and muffins with moms let's make all school events inclusive because building community is all uh
1: wait dads get the donuts and moms get the fucking muffins <laughs> I know. That right there is offensive to me.
0: <laughs> what are be. they?
1: Walnut and raisin muffins? Flaxseed muffins?
0: Cammy, okay, we're pushing the buttons. We found the, the <sighs> sweet spot.
1: Oh yeah, I'd be, I'd be so fired up.
0: So I guess these are like talking about public school events where they have these things where it's like donuts with dad, muffins with mom. Yeah. I mean, you could probably go and you could probably, first of all, sneak into donuts with dads because mm-hmm. if you, when you had your bro hair and your boobs are small enough you could just fly into the radar
1: I swear a puffy jacket
0: or good to go you could probably bring in a donut to the muffin day
1: <laughs> like fuck you everybody <laughs> i'm bringing a donut
0: that'd be out of the box but the article says connecting with students families is an important part of creating a strong school community. And by family, we mean the people who are most important to our students' lives. Whether that's the traditional definition of mom and dad, or one mom and two dads, or grandma and grandpa, or a very loving caregiver, sponsoring events like Muffins with Moms or Donuts with Dad that bring people in and build community is a great idea. But sometimes without realizing it, we put labels on events that may put some people off. The last thing we would ever want to do is exclude these kids whose family may not be considered traditional. So they say, don't limit invitations to a certain gender or specific relationship. It's not really necessary to designate an event for moms only or dads only. What's important is for students to be able to include someone they care about in a special school event. With that in mind, and then they offer these substitutions. It can be breakfast with buddies or cupcakes with caregivers or donuts with dear ones. That would be... (laughs)
1: That's cute.
0: (laughs) Or... Donuts with Donut Addicts. That would be you. (laughs) Family Feast or Family Fiesta. Okay, so they have all these, you know, inclusive names. Goodies with Guardians. Yeah. What do you think of that?
1: I like it. I mean, I just, I like the idea. I mean, they, they brought up doing it so that, the kids don't feel left out, or I guess maybe the caregivers don't either. But I also just I've have found a lot of value in not gender making things really gender specific, just in general, um, because I I have felt pretty excluded in my life <clears throat> being a girl, being a woman, being a female. Um.
0: From getting donuts.
1: I mean, from a lot of things that were that either felt or were told blatantly, this isn't for females. And I do think, um, I think the first thing that comes to my mind is like sports, and I do think like it makes sense in a way to segregate, especially when you're not a kid anymore, and like the guys are stronger than the girls, generally speaking, but. I don't know. I just, I, 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 just have this general feeling, like, and you could even call it, a, in a negative way, a chip on my shoulder, of like, f- feeling pretty excluded my whole life from things, um, and maybe it's coming from the evangelical background that really like takes this to a whole nother extreme.
0: I think that is a whole nother extreme. I mean, yeah. That. But
1: like, how much of our country is evangelical? So that, therefore, how many people have dealt with this type of exclusion?
0: Yeah, but that's not just from a label, I don't think. I mean, let me tell Um, you...
1: Yeah, not just from a label, but I think labels are often symbols of something deeper underneath.
0: I completely agree with that. And I think that something deeper is a problem. I don't think changing it to muffins with caregivers is going to necessarily solve that. I mean, to me, like what... Here's the problem with switching to just muffins with caregivers is for most dads that I know, I'll talk about myself, I'm not getting off the damn couch to go to a public school for muffins with caregivers. Like I'll be like, oh, you're the caregiver? You go for it. Like Because I don't want to hang out with, at school, I don't want to eat muffins, and I don't want to hang out with caregivers. Because you don't
1: identify as a caregiver?
0: Because I hate events like that.
1: Well, then that's a whole nother issue to me.
0: It is, but if they had... If they had what is it called? Donuts with dads, then I'd be like, "Oh crap, I got to go." That's me. Because
1: it singles you out.
0: Yeah. It okay. calls it calls me to action. Which I think is one of the benefits of these things. Yeah, like, "Hey moms, I can see that. come in." "Hey dads, come it's in." It's
1: also kind of like, "Hey moms, hey dads, we see you." Yeah. Yeah.
0: Totally. Now, I am all for by the way, if they want to add another event. Yeah. That says, "Hey other people, hey caregivers, hey guardians, hey whoever." grandparents or loved ones you can add those events but if you don't and i don't really care because we don't even have kids that go to school but you know i'm just saying if you get rid of these ones and you just make it so that hey it's hey humans come Mm -hmm. there's a reason why by singling out certain humans you call certain people to action Mm -hmm. that feel they identify Mm -hmm. with that
1: no i can definitely see that so i i feel like maybe making it more general you might gain something, but we're, but if you make it more general, you're also going to, I think, lose something.
0: Now, here's where it goes too far. I think if you say, hey, dad, and then you get some transgender dude or chick or whatever you'd want to call them, and they're not invited or they're not allowed, yeah, that's when I feel like the label is then overextending its purpose. And its use and it's actually becoming a weapon of exclusion yes and that's where any label i don't have a problem with the label itself Mm -hmm. but labels can be used as weapons Mm -hmm. to exclude people which is not the point of these activities or
1: to diminish
0: people yes and no one wins in donuts with dad Mm -hmm. if the one mom that wants to come isn't allowed to come yeah like i don't like if they
1: don't have a dad and they only have a mom it's like but they want to go to both events (laughs) Yeah. 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 Or they bring a dad stand in or something, but so technically I, they're not. They're so dad. I
0: love it when, you know, to me, this is, um, it's like the example of the handicapped kid that is allowed to make the free throw shot or play the last 20 seconds of the basketball game for his like dream team in high school. Like I've seen videos like that on YouTube. And, you know, they make exceptions to the rules of basketball. The kid's like traveling or double dribbling or you know whatever, he's in a wheelchair. And he's not following the rules. But no one's like, or people shouldn't be like, hey, get that kid off the court, he's breaking the rules. It's like, they're missing the point because the rules serve community. And in this one particular case, this is better for the people, better for the game, and better for the community. So it's good to ignore the rules sometimes. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so even if you say muffins with mom and you bring a donut, I don't think they should kick you out.
1: (laughs) I think I would just change the event. I guess, I guess this doesn't have the same ring to it. Donuts with mom.
0: No, no, Hmm. no, that wouldn't work.
1: Mud pie with moms.
0: (laughs) Okay. Um,
1: Marijuana with moms.
2: (laughs)
0: Last article of the day. This one is a heart warmer. Mm. An autistic boy had a meltdown at a theme park. An employee's simple, soothing act of solidarity went viral. This is from the Washington Post. Okay, so these are just some parts from it. Ralph is an awesomely autistic. Ralph is awesomely autistic. The mom wrote on Facebook. Lady later adding that she and her husband are also proudly autistic. So these are two autistic parents with Mm -hmm. their autistic kid um in Universal Orlando Resort. And the mom describes in detail how Ralph, the kid, is so excited to go on the amazing adventures of Spider-Man ride at Islands of Adventure, which is an absolutely terrible (gasps) ride, by the way.
1: Oh we got so sick on that. Yeah. No wonder he had a meltdown.
0: (laughs) That ride. (laughs) Do not recommend it if you're asking. Well, actually if you're just prone to motion sickness. Yeah. Some
1: people can handle it. Yeah.
0: If you can handle it, you're more kudos to you. You're more of a human muffin than I am. (laughs) Because of the direction the family is walking, so Spider Man's gonna be their final ride. And they're traversing the park for hours. And every time he's like, Is Spider Man next? Because he's like Spider Man's like the grand finale. So of course they get to Spider Man In the late afternoon, and what happens? The ride malfunctions and closes down. So then, okay, she says, my husband and I know the signs. We could see it coming like an oncoming train, and yet we couldn't dodge out of the way. There's nowhere to go, she wrote. The autistic meltdown was going to happen, and it did. This is all caps. Ralph collapsed to the floor while people are trying to leave the Spider-Man ride, Sobbing, screaming, rocking, hyperventilating, and truly struggling to breathe.
2: Mm.
0: So, I want to pause for a second and just say if we were at this ride and we saw a, how old is this kid? Does it say? Nine year old. Mm. And we saw a nine year old. And with autistic kids, it's a little tough because they look normal. Not that a wheelchair would be less normal, but they don't... Sometimes it's...
1: If they're verbal and everything...
0: Yeah. You You don't give them the the pass that you might give some other kids that have more like apparent signs of mental retardation or disability or things. So what appears to be a nine-year-old kid sobbing, screaming, rocking, hyperventilating on the ground... How would you react to that?
1: I think mm, mm, man I think I would feel I might be a little bit like shocked at first. I I think I would be empathetic but that I'm not saying that that, that just to be like, oh yeah Cami, I actually just think I have that in me like it just happens. Like, it's a knee jerk reaction. Like, I see this kid just like, and I'm just like, I, you know, I might still be annoyed at the same time. I'll like feel all these things all at once. Like, <clears throat> if I, I also, yeah, it'd be interesting to know if I could, if I knew or had like a feeling that he was different in some way. Like,
0: dude, that would be a sweet hidden camera.
1: But, but it really does like test. I mean, it would test me. Like, what would I, you know i don't think i would i'm not the type of person to lash out at someone or or to even give him a dirty look
0: i give me dirty the look. worst
1: thing i'd probably do is like just be like walk you know walk away walk away <laughs> um
0: i can imagine how awkward it would be i think i would be man i don't know I if it'd be 80% f- i think i'd be 80% spoiled brat I would just 20% empathy. It's possible that I could go as low as 60-40.
1: I'm pretty I'm I'm not pretty sure. I think if I saw what looks like a nine year old do that, to me, I actually think I would think something's actually really wrong here. Because most nine year olds don't do that.
0: Okay. So let's say we know then that he's autistic and we're like something's wrong here. Yeah. Then what do you do?
1: I don't know. I don't know. I'm not very educated with how to deal with autistic people. I know they don't like to be touched.
0: Oh, you know that?
1: Yeah, usually. I mean, not at all, but I think you have to be really care- <clears throat> careful about it. Like, there's a... I think you have to be kind of strategic in how that...
0: Wow, they talk about that in this article. <clears throat> You're educated.
1: Yeah. I know sounds for them or, you know, I don't know. So, I'm I'm curious as to what this guy did. Like, if he just started talking to him soothly or if he promised something. Or... Wouldn't it be
0: awkward as hell, though, anyways? He like, was a
1: worker? He was a... He... You keep on
0: jumping ahead. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm trying to interview you, her. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, wouldn't oh, it be... because I
1: didn't read it, so you're on my. Anyway, so I'm supposed to be the guinea pig? Well... I
0: get it. <laughs> it's just... I, th- I think we need to acknowledge that this would be awkward as hell. Like, when you see yeah. p- anyone melt down...
1: Yeah, you... you,
0: That doesn't fit into society.
1: You're like, oh, shit. Like, uh uh-oh. What's going on here? They're disturbing the peace. It's kind of
0: just like, get the hell out of here, which is why airplanes are hell, because when a kid cries on an airplane... No one knows how to deal with it. Everyone has to sit there and listen to it. And that's a baby, and babies cry. So it's super normal when babies cry, but everyone is, like, crawling out of their skin and wanting to kill the mother... Yeah. ...and throw the child out of the airplane. Um... I mean, Matthew Inman wrote this whole, like, comic on, like, there should be a special section for babies sitting on an airplane, and it's, like, in this parachute rear compartment where they can be ejected. I mean, it's, like, a joke, but I think it's actually, like...
1: I was more thinking they should still be included, but there should be some kind of, like, amenities for them, like, to... Who? the, The moms or dads or caregivers with the babies and the toddlers
0: on the airplane like it's
1: so unnatural i mean think about it. it's unnatural for i mean we're digressing here Uh,
0: okay bring it back okay okay you want to hear what happened i do um a ride attendant who had been working the spider-man ride rushed up and told the mom it was all right for ralph to stay where he was on the ground she got on the floor with him the mom wrote she mm. rested next to him while he cried his heart out and she helped him breathe again hmm. she spoke to him so calmly and while he screamed and sobbed she gently kept encouraging him to let it all out hmm. i noticed his level of upset was more than the regular level of upset the lady who was 34 said in an interview is
1: this is the mom no this is the the workers the, the worker okay
0: he was really 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 hurt so, it sorry, was... the
1: worker was the one that got down on the ground? Yes. Oh, not the mom. No, the And worker. just helped him breathe yeah. again. Oh, my goodness. That's so cool.
0: Um, He was really, really, really hurt. It was getting worse by the second. <clears throat> hmm. Ralph reminded her of her 8-year-old nephew, who was also autistic. Oh, she said it yeah. was instinctual for her to lie down with him because she wanted to be on his level, to be oh, able wow. to connect with him but also wanted to be sure he had his own space. So that's where the touch I th- thing...
1: I thought about that this worker must have had some kind of idea of how to deal with an autistic person.
0: So this is someone else just writing about it. Too often when we see small children or people with special needs having what we see as spoiled tantrums, we are all so quick to cast judgments upon them and their caregivers. We expect them to act normal. Wrote someone else. Um,
1: and I know this is about special needs kids, but I would say we do that just with kids in general.
0: I was just going to say oh, that. Yeah. Okay. What if, yeah, what if we just say too often we see people,
1: <laughs> yeah, not even kids, that are having spell
0: Because I think yeah. we do this with three year olds, with four year olds. We minimize their disappointment and their ability to cope with disappointment issues reality
1: hardness yeah or
0: even each other i mean i know there's times with me and with you where you're in some sort of funk and my attitude towards you is what the hell is your problem why don't you snap out of it and that perspective of you has never ever been helpful for our relationship or my way of looking at life it kind of puts me on a different playing field than you and says like oh I I would just snap out of it if I was disappointed, which is not true. Mm. So um, then the article says, so why did it work? Um, The worker's approach was effective because it is supportive and non-confrontational. Some people think an autistic meltdown is a child acting entitled, the mom said. But it actually happens when a child is overwhelmed by emotions and the outbursts are quite scary for that child, she said also eye contact can be stressful for autistic children Hmm. what jen did this is the worker is a way of saying i agree with you i support your feelings but i'll lie here quietly the mom said not
1: not add any stress
0: yeah there's no eye contact it's not in your face it's understanding that you do feel sad and frustrated that i hear that and i validate that Hmm. wow
1: wow that's like really good lesson for just how to deal with people in general i feel like
0: (laughs) i mean what more could you ask for in society than to be validated for what you feel at that moment Hmm. and by the way i don't think validated this is the problem i had with this for so long was i thought validation was a way of morally condoning something that that feelings were moral and that every end result was moral and that if you are throwing a temper tantrum and i'm validating it then i'm condoning your immorality so let me give you an example a kid's at the grocery store a three-year-old and they want the candy by the cash register and of course i say no you can't have the candy and they start crying melting down right there Then instead of being like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm so sorry you're disappointed. Let me sit next to you and just let you cry and sit here with that disappointment. I feel like, oh, my gosh, I can't do that. Because if I do that, then I'm condoning your entitled little ass to manipulate me and get candy bars (laughs) or whatever the thing is. And and I don't think it's really it needs to go that go there. Like, just to be there with someone, just to say, like, man, it's hard, huh, when you don't get what you want. Like, and you wanted that candy bar, and yeah, you're not going to get it, and I'm sorry that you're not going to get that, and it's hard to deal with reality, and I'm just going to be here right now with you as one human next to another who's not able to get what they want, and who sometimes it's hard to face reality. Mm -hmm. Like, I couldn't do that for a long time because I thought, like, oh, I'm encouraging bad behavior. Mm Mm-hmm or something yeah so in a way my guess is a lot of people saw this kid and they think oh spoiled kid spoiled parents even if they knew he was autistic they're just like oh I can't condone this
1: Mm-hmm.
0: him causing a scene or trying to get attention or yeah try, like thinking the ride is so important when it's not that important but it's just like who are you to tell someone else that their thing isn't important
1: mm-hmm. yeah it's true. I I mean I think I deal with this with Rainier. I mean I don't like hearing whining, but I just don't think there's anything inherently wrong with it. But even like in my house, like there'll be certain people that are like, I can't believe you're just letting him whine like that, Mom, or I can't believe you're giving into that or this or and I'm just like, Well, I don't know, like I I feel yeah, maybe there's times where I go overboard on the empathy, but I just to me I'm I enter into what he's feeling. Yeah, you know, so it's it's just I think it's important to do that from one human to another.
0: I agree. And that's why I like this story. I think it's a good story. It is. Okay. Now it is time to go to the
2: Hi, Ben and Cami, This is Shannon from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Um, my husband and I are from a conservative Mennonite background, and I am the homeschooled oldest child of a pastor, so many of the topics and things you talk about resonate with me, and I really enjoyed um, being challenged and talking about these topics with friends and my husband, um, my husband actually introduced me to you through with your um, AT vlog, your hiking vlog. Um, he was just so int- intrigued, and of course I was too, at the idea of a family um, doing something like that together. Partly because we are going to be taking a family gap year in July. Um, we've been planning it for a number of years, and. Um, I'm moving away for a year to just kind of slow down. Uh, We're homeschooling. We have homeschooled in the past. Right now we're doing a combo school and homeschool for some of the kids. Um, Going back to homeschooling for the year. Our kids are ages 16, uh, 14, 11, and almost 9. So we're really looking forward to it. And one of my questions is um, about hiking and kids. Uh, we're moving out west, and we really would like to do a lot of hiking. However, at least one of our kids is really not interested. Um, we've done some hiking in the past, nothing major, um, more like some short day hikes. And she, my 11-year-old, she just really is not interested. It's too much physical activity. I think she thinks she can't do it, but she totally can Um, And I just wondered if you had any tips on motivating older children um, to hike. And also, do you force them to do it? Um, Do you leave them behind? I'm not really interested in that. The point of hiking for me is the experience together um, as a family. And, yeah, it's just kind of been a problem the last couple of years. Um, Whenever we want to hike, she's just, yeah, not interested. and it's just a struggle um we usually go anyways but it's yeah it just detracts from some of the experience so i would just be interested in any tips you have um the other question
0: all right then she gets into a whole enneagram question oh okay no sneaking two epic questions (laughs) in one phone call and i want enneagram to be a whole other episode anyways okay But that's a great question
1: yeah we have definitely dealt with this um with the at we had a couple of our kids that we gave the choice to everyone ended up coming they were older than 11 though but one of the things i'm just thinking is what if you may or not what if you let her make a choice and she chose to stay back would that be the worst thing like, maybe that actually would
0: be the best thing. In and then that... go hiking and then go to Dairy Queen also.
1: Well, I mean, it's a loss. Or at least I, I can feel that loss if one of my kids is like, yeah, not interested in this whole family get-together thing you want to do. Um, but what kind of kept our kids on is they didn't want to experience or not experience what everyone else was going to experience. Like, they knew they would feel left out and maybe that she'd be fine with that like I don't know her but um that might be an interesting experiment to just let her make her choice and if she chooses to stay home with whoever she stays home with and then maybe she'll decide next time yeah that, I thought that was going to be great but it wasn't all right you know I don't know that's yeah. my thoughts
0: yeah, I have a couple thoughts. One is in general, I agree with Cammy that they, I, I like to take it as a challenge. Not that this always works, but sometimes our events are not very interesting to kids and we could force the kids to do it or we could take that as a challenge as parents to make the event more appealing and interesting to the kids. And with, of course, that gets more difficult the larger the family because we have kids that are all different and have different interests. But the way around that, I think, is to say, hey, we're going to go hiking, then we're going to go to a fancy dinner, and then go get ice cream afterwards, and then we're going to talk about it, you know, as an example. And then you get people that some might come just for the ice cream, some might come for the dinner, some might come for the hiking. But I mean, that's just one idea. Or maybe hiking is not the thing. Maybe it's another outdoor activity that that child will be just as interested in and will still accomplish things. The second idea I had is just to share what you shared with us to that child. Um, You know, I don't know, like, I didn't hear you say a whole lot that you love hiking. Um, And that might be what the kid is feeling of like, oh, you hate this thing, you just want us to be together and now I have to be together, but I don't care about being together. so. Just because it sucks for you doesn't mean it has to suck for me. I mean, there could be that kind of vibe going on. But sometimes when we just share our hearts with the kids and be like, Hey, I I like hiking a little bit, but I don't really want to hike. But I just, I really want us to be together today. And I think it'll be worthwhile and be really cool for the family. Would you do me a favor and, and try it even though, I know you don't like it. And just communicate to them on that level instead of like either forcing them or just walking out of the door. And sometimes kids do it for those reasons. You know, um, when we talk to them more like an adult, just like we would with each other. Sometimes I'm like, hey, Cammie, I really want to go to a steakhouse tonight Cam's like, I don't feel like steak. And I'm like, I know. I just I really want to. Like, would you bite the bullet tonight and do this with me? And she's like, mm-hmm. OK, cool, because I actually didn't care that much.
1: Instead of saying I'm going to the steakhouse. You're going to join me.
0: Yeah. Or I'm (laughs) leaving you behind. So we've tried all the above. We've made some hikes mandatory. i mean, at a certain point. You can't leave kids home. um, Like, you know, legally or safely. And you can't also compromise the entire family for one child always is how we felt. So we've made some mandatory. But in the long run, I think that has generally backfired the more we force kids to do things. So Yeah. best wishes on that. Yeah. Hope that helps. These are things we've spent a lot of time wrestling with and do not have the answer on. Okay. That's it for today. We finished under an hour. That's great. Nice. Um, We don't have any phone messages left. So leave us phone messages. If you want them to be on next week's thing, they have to be less than three minutes long. One question at a time. Uh, that phone number and all of the links to the articles and the links to the YouTube videos and all the places you can find this podcast are in the show notes.
1: Could they get through that loophole by calling in twice?
0: Yeah. You can call as many times as you want. I don't care how many times. I, in fact, I want people to call in.
1: Yeah. All right.
0: So, someone called and left eight messages once and we answered them eight Just weeks in a row. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I love good That's questions. That's cool. Yeah but one at a time (laughs) um it's like if you ride spider-man you can't just get back on again you have to go wait in line you have to
1: pay your dues yeah
0: um all right good talking guys let us know your thoughts in the youtube comments thanks for listening thank you for listening to fight for together we'll see you next time